0: Hi, I'm Dr. Dovek, and she's a dietitian. Hey, I'm Hannah Schuyler, and together we are the The Dr. Dietitian Dietitian Collab. Collab. Well, welcome
1: back, everyone. We are on week two of a series that we are calling SOS. Last week, we talked about stress, and today we are talking about overwhelming anxiety. And that final S is solitude. So we are calling this a collection of conversations to help you navigate that mind fields of things that pop up in your life and how to deal with them from a mental health standpoint and keeping yourself feeling sane and being able to function pretty yeah, much.
0: Less stress, less anxiety. All of that good stuff is what we want to help to get you so that you can be like really successful and really thinking through, like looking at this from a, a bigger perspective of why does this matter?
1: Uh, absolutely. And some of you out there might be thinking, why are the doctor and dietitian going there? Like why, why even go there and go on this topic of mental health? But I think- The overwhelming majority of you are going to say, what took you two so long? Like, I'm really excited about this series. Um, just to hear your perspective and, um, see how it relates to yourself and what you're, what you're going through.
0: Yeah. And when we look at at weight loss and bariatric surgery and all of that stuff, there is so much of this. Plays a role. Oh,
1: undoubtedly. And it's it's not just an, this uh, bariatric community that is suffering with this. Um, there are, just to look at the stats, over 40% of all adults suffer with mental distress. Wow. And almost 60% of young adults do. And over 50% of parents are severely concerned about their kids. So what I'm saying here is we either are that. Or we know that or love that. And how do we just deal with it? And we're going to really flip the conversation from one of, you know, almost uh, drowning out your anxiety or, uh, you know, coping with it with Alcohol or food or things like that, but to really feel the feelings and why that's important. And we're gonna flip the script and we're gonna talk about how an anxious me empowered we and how anxiety is not a bad thing, not yeah. a bad thing at all. Just like we talked about stress being a natural human response, we're gonna talk about overwhelming. Well, hopefully it's not overwhelming. We're gonna talk about anxiety um, being needed and and how just to make it so it's not overwhelming is what yeah. we want to what we want to do here. And so, you know, I want to start off and say again, just reiterate how amazing we all are at faking being fine. Yes. And we know that we are all liars. We are. (laughs) Yeah. We are not fine, my friends. We don't all
0: live like this curated life. No. It's not real. No, it's not real.
1: It is not real at all. We fail. We mess up. We all do. And it does not mean, though... By failing or messing up or things not going the way you thought they were, it doesn't mean that you're a failure right or you're a mess or, or that you don't deserve to be here and um and there you know there's there's big differences in in what we're talking about, mm-hmm. and we're not here um prescribing meds or anything like no, that of diagnosing. course
0: and I think that's an important distinction to make is. There is feeling anxious about situations and situational anxiety, and then there is the diagnosable anxiety disorder. Yes. And so, you know, if you are somebody that struggles with this and you're like, this is more than situational or, you know, this is where you would want to go and seek out professional help. um, And even if you're not sure, it, it never hurts. I think most people can benefit from seeking out mental health professionals um but if you are you're like this is really resonating with me maybe more than I want it to yeah definitely seek that out because they can do those things they can prescribe if you need medication or cognitive behavior therapy or any kind of you know uh, treatment that might be advisable for you
1: yeah i i think that's great advice um and we're going to start off this episode and kind of define what anxiety can mean. I have a lot of different definitions um here. And I would just, I want to kind of like dissect all of these um, and really make it applicable to our lives. Um, so this one really struck me as the most powerful definition of anxiety. And that is the worst possible scenario is the most probable outcome. Mm. Gosh, don't we always we do always that? We always
0: do that. Yeah. We talked in our our last episode about that, like having that conversation in your head of going to approach the coworker, going to approach your partner, going to approach somebody and thinking like they are just going to take this in the worst and it's going to be a fight. And then it usually isn't.
1: No. And then you like, you have this like come down of like euphoria yeah. of like, oh, yeah. ah, that was, that was great. And they love me actually. Yeah. They don't hate me at all. It's yeah, quite not the contrary. I'm getting concerned. fired. I'm getting a raise, you know? <laughs> oh, that's why they sent me that email that they wanted to speak to me. Yeah. Oh, They were just really happy with my work. Yeah. You know? And so, like, there's those moments where, like, you're thinking that you are going to get the ax. You're going to have, you know, it's bad news. The doctor's office calls. Like, oh, goodness. No, they just needed to reschedule your appointment. Yeah, They didn't need to tell you
0: that you have some
1: horrible thing going on.
0: Right. Or, you know, one of the big ones is obviously going in for surgery. Yes. I mean, the anxiety that something is going to go wrong on that operating table when we look at the statistics and that overwhelmingly is not the case exactly overwhelmingly things go
1: great that's so true and we we've, we've had conversations and and episodes on acute complications chronic constipation uh, uh, complications constipation can be one of them yeah. and we have we have acknowledged those things yes we know that these aren't without risk but oh, I can see, I can feel the anxiety of patients when they're sitting in that preoperative yeah. area that um walking in. I always say that like when you're driving to the hospital or your, your partner, your loved one, whoever is driving you in and you're just kind of looking out the window and it's like, am I like driving to like, is this it? Like, yeah. is this the last drive I'll ever take? Like you're looking at the trees and at the environment in a different light because you're just so like anxious yeah. that this is... This is overwhelming. What am I doing? Why do I have to do this? You see some really um, some people are very, very emotional. They're they're crying. They're, you know, we we try to make it an experience where it's like, we hear you. I always tell people if you're not nervous, I'm nervous. Like, mm-hmm. but it's it's one of those things where you just have to kind of go through some things. And and, and that's why we always say this is such a courageous journey. Yeah. Like you just climb up on that table with just so much just feeling brave to yeah. do it and then you can have all this intense and excessive and persistent non-stop worry and fear about whether it be surgery or maybe This is where it goes into that generalized anxiety disorder Mm -hmm. if you have it about just everyday situations. Yeah. Because you can make yourself crazy. I mean, if you think about like something could go wrong on the OR table, well, something could have gone wrong when you were driving there. You could have got in an accident or your kids could have a a serious issue that you get the call from the school nurse or what. Like, yeah, there's, Yeah. uh, there's a million things that can derail even the most... Well thought out plans and preparations, mm-hmm. and just like we were talking about the last time, these conversations we have in our head that we are going to say this and that, but they could drop something um onto your lap. You're like, whoa! I yeah. have no rebuttal or um it's not anything not to go say the to way that. You planned, yeah, exactly. And I love this. Low probability events have a high probability of doing that. So, but what will that low probability event be? I don't know. And will it even happen? Hopefully not. Hopefully it'll be like, that was easy. Yeah. That was really, really easy. And sometimes anxiety really prevents you from leaning on those who know and love you to help you process those issues Mm -hmm. and how that will put this overwhelming burden on yourself rather than seeking the counsel from either a friend or family or a trusted person in your life. Or from, uh, like you said, a professional, Mm -hmm. like a therapist. Or even from, I think sometimes, feeling like you can share your story even being anonymous on a support group, for example. And I think that is why support groups are also, gosh, so critically important because you can remain kind of hidden in your true identity. Your real friends and family aren't participating here, but it's a like-minded people who could maybe help you navigate that that internal churn of your anxiety.
0: Yeah. And I think a lot of these things, it is usually easier to talk to somebody who you don't know. You know, it's like you think like, oh, this is going to be scary because it's a stranger. And it's like, no, it's actually kind of empowering that it's a stranger or it takes that out because you're not worrying about then on top of your own anxiety and stress and all of that you're really then you're putting into like okay this is also a personal relationship like no it can just be this like separate unrelated thing you can kind of talk to that person about just this and then move on from it exactly and you're not worried about it cropping up in other areas nope. of your life you're
1: never gonna meet them or yeah or, what or if you. it is a
0: professional like yep you just go in and that's what you guys do and then you see them again and they're not your friend they're not your partner anything like that
1: yep they're kind of this unbiased third party exactly. um just gives you a lens sometimes they'll agree with your perspective sometimes they'll challenge your your thoughts and your interpretation of a of, a, of an experience that might be causing you anxiety again unnecessarily and sometimes anxiety i love this it doesn't change your tomorrow It controls your today. Yeah, It prevents you from being present, I think is the biggest thing about anxiety. It can make you just feel so empty and like useless almost and sometimes very, very dark Mm -hmm. and sometimes worthless. And that's when you really need to... um, I don't know, put it out there, maybe, and we're going to talk about this a lot on the next episode, Solitude, but maybe journal your feelings or spend time alone and really just reflect and relax and see what is it, like define, define what's making you so anxious.
0: Mm -hmm. And that also leads into where you see a lot of like comorbidity with uh, depression, Mm. anxiety and depression. We know that those can go hand in hand. Yeah, from a clinical perspective.
1: Very much so. We we just feel like we're we have broken thinking. Mm-hmm. Like we have absolutely no options. And I think sometimes like the stress we talked about last episode and anxiety, they can distort the way that we think and they can really impact the way that we overall engage mm-hmm. um with others and it can ruin relationships yeah. um sometimes and that can also give us anxiety that Oh my gosh. Um, I had this relationship with this person and ultimately by me thinking it was one way and just obsessing, they I lost this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then it's this this fear of loss and this in this another layer you of sadness. anxiety about being anxious. Exactly. So that's, you know, something that we we really need we. There's just indisputable evidence that supports communities and knowing that you're kind of like not in this by yourself. Yeah, I think that that's anxiety promoting, and it gives a lot of great health benefits. Actually, um, I saw this study that showed that being in a community or feeling like you're in the support group of you know people who have been there, done that, or currently in that same struggle consistently is associated with less anxiety. And depression and suicide rates and even things like cardiovascular disease and cancer, believe wow. it or not, cancer by having this persistent worry about getting cancer can cause you to get cancer.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a kind of a crazy thought. It is. It's so and and this is where you know you hear a lot in the media and the news and all of this about mental health and physical health and people always try to separate them. You know, make them their own category, and it's like mental health is physical health. Oh, you yeah. know, and it, it's such a shame that we don't have more access to mental health care, Ugh. because then we look at what does this manifest into in our physical body.
1: Uh, there's no doubt about it. Everything is just linked together or overall well-being. And it's just important that you recognize it and it's not an isolated thing and and how that's just you know like you said overflowing into the rest of your 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 health and your body and and all of these things and i think that um i think we're wired to to be in this community or this us mm-hmm. i think it's life-saving i think that that was um the the most detrimental aspect of covid was obviously being in isolation and it really shined a light on this whole mental health crisis that's yeah. happening and, and how suicide rates increase and all that. And so I think that this journey towards better health, weight loss, bariatric surgery, all of those things, you need other people. So we have a support group, join it. It's a support group. It's nothing else other than a, a place where you can share your thoughts and feelings and support other people. That's what we're trying to do. So we are going to talk a little bit about why anxiety is not necessarily, though, a bad thing, right? We talked about overwhelming anxiety, feeling like you're just spiraling in a bad place. That's one thing. But we're going to talk about just the whole concept of anxiety in a different light here and how it can help us to really, like, Get us going. It kind of keep us alert. It can make us aware of the risks. Um, it motivates us to solve problems and it's a problem if it's impacting our ability just to live a, a life. But otherwise, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's a good thing. It, it has a lot of great intentions and it has a lot of, um, things that can, um, be what I would consider great upsides. Yeah.
0: I was like doing an eval with a, a prof- like a psych professional, and so part of it is they kind of they evaluate you for like a couple different things, right? So one of them is anxiety, and I don't I don't have like generalized anxiety, but I do find myself using the phrase "ooh that makes me anxious" a lot. Wow. <laughs> I told them, and I was like, hmm, maybe that's something <laughs> to consider, like because like little things, like I'll, I'll see like a kid skateboarding without a helmet or something. And, like, that makes me a little anxious over here or whatever it is in my life. But I think it can be then flipped into something. It's like, huh. yeah, use that to motivate yourself to like, why does that make you anxious? And, and all yeah, things we're going to talk about here.
1: All right. So let's talk about some of these upsides. So the first one that I've seen is it actually is associated with being smarter. Huh. Yeah, so you can have anxiety, and it can actually make you more critical thinker. It can help you to be more meticulous in your research. It can help you to analyze situations. I'm thinking things like um escape rooms. If you're anxious, I'm assuming you would just like ace your way through this whole thing because you're thinking of every possible scenario at any point about any situation about the worst
0: outcome. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) So
1: you're like, all right, I'm gonna escape from this room and. I've been I was like born for this every day of my life. I've been training yeah. for this um moment of this escape room. I've never done one though, have I you? I haven't either. Okay, let's do
0: that. We need to. My sister loves them and I can see her being good at it. Really? Is yeah. she anxious?
1: Maybe a little bit. <laughs> okay. Well there we go. And I think that, you know, it can just help you to explore consciously, um, your your problems and help you to get through it and um like that
0: critical critical problem solving. Yeah. Like yeah, and creative problem solving.
1: Creative, yes. Creative like emotional intelligence yeah. and all of those things. So it can make you just smarter yeah, in general. So that is not a bad thing. Well, that's, I mean, thank goodness, because we're two super anxious babes. Yeah, right? And that's why we're so darn smart. Here we go. Okay, this is all good. Yeah, all right, here all we go. Good. And it can help you... To, like, really protect yourself. Like, mm-hmm. when things are, mm, I don't know, a little bit dangerous or a little bit, um, like, you really should be a little bit anxious about this. Yeah. Because this person, this situation, this thing that's kind of gnawing away at you, make you feel anxious, it can be, maybe it, it should be. Yeah. It, it deserves that kind of um anxiety in your life. Like,
0: I was just talking about, like, with the, you know, the skateboard or whatever. Yes. Like I'm going to go do something that is... I don't do a lot of like big dangerous things a lot, but if I'm in a situation where I'm like, oh, this is maybe not the safest, that kicks in and it it makes you look at everything. Like it brings you like a heightened sense of awareness of your surroundings. And like, to me, that is, it's like a safety thing. Totally. You know, And thinking like as a woman too, it's like if you're out Mm. on the street at night, say you're, you know, and it's dark outside, if I see a, a man- I am moving myself into a different space. Yeah. You know, I'm crossing the road. I'm that person. I'm crossing the road. I don't care what you look like. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm crossing the road or I'm going somewhere else.
1: Absolutely. I mean, that that's, I think, back to the fight or flight. That's what we are, it's innate in us to survive. Mm-hmm. Self-preservation. You needed that anxiety, that stress response to, uh-oh, being chased, bear coming at me. Yeah. Run. I'm not going to be like, I was so calm right now. I'm yeah. like, I'm like just meditating in, in my yeah. Zen no. vibes. <laughs> like, no. No, that's I'm not getting like, away
0: from this bear.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're going to run. Like, your life legit depends on it because it mm-hmm. does. Now, uh, it helps you to really... Uh, Stay focused on what you should. Sometimes I do think that we go down these rabbit holes of things that are easy and that we really shouldn't do. Like, I'll give you an example. Um, Even with our podcast, I know that I have like tons of things that I, I, I need to like set up like... Let's say an electronic medical record questionnaire that like links with this, and it's going to be frustrating, and I know it, and I keep putting it off, and I'm like, oh, I need to work, and I need to um do a doctor X dietitian post, yeah. Like I need to make like an infographic on Canva, um right, and, and, because it's like kind of cool, and I'm like, there it goes. Oh, I got some likes. I'm getting that,
0: like you said, like the feedback. feedback, yeah. Like this is all good, but right. it's that low hanging fruit sometimes where it's like, mm, exactly. I can just, that's yeah. Let me look at my chore, my task list for the day. Like, oh, yeah, I can wipe down the counters rather than, like, deep cleaning the shower, you know? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs>
1: yeah, you got to get in there. And then, uh-huh. you know, some people do great with a to-do list and that sort of thing. But on there, what needs your attention? Like, I need to not ignore this. Yeah. Like, I and I know that I'm anxious about the fact that I have to submit this credentialing packet to Cigna because – I do it is super important and it's going to impact it and I can't just keep wasting time like up time's up the day's over like I've been working all day and I could show that I have I did this this and this like checking emails or texting people back like sometimes you need to just separate from that and just kind of like go deep into okay what is making me anxious that I have been putting Mm -hmm. off and do those things that is so so that it's it just feels so good to temporarily distract yourself
0: mm-hmm. um, from anxiety yeah. in any way that you can. But if you really kind of sit in it yes. and figure out what is causing me anxiety and what can I do to solve that problem. Yeah, you have to address
1: certain things. And I think that anxiety really does direct you to see um, what's too important to ignore. And mm-hmm. and you really you need to go there for sure. And also, I think anxiety, let's just say true to yourself and to... What exactly what do you value? Like yeah. what, what if something's making you anxious, you you really care about it? Like you hear all the time about relationships and you know the relationship is done when it's like, I'm kind of like flatlined. I like yeah. I don't really care. I'm not crying, I'm not emotional, I'm not happy, I'm not sad, I'm not oscillating at all. I'm just right. sort of like Bleh. What's that, that
0: lyric? It's like the opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference. Ooh. Like yes. if you hate somebody, that's still a feeling. Yeah. You know but like indifference it's not know. causing that
1: yeah I know. I know. there's yeah there's a, a lot of people that i always say i have a polarizing personality you either really love me or you really hate me and um but i don't think many people are indifferent, indifferent. to me <laughs> so that i i think that's that's great but i think that you need to look into yourself and that's what anxiety helps you to do like like you said this kid on the bike imagine if it's your own kid yeah on a bike without a helmet how much anxiety you would have even though you're like oh that makes me anxious looking at this complete stranger yeah like, without a bike like like why are you why is this guy on a motorcycle going down the, the road at 100 miles an hour on the highway i4 without a, oh, helmet? Without a helmet like yeah oh that makes me anxious like ah,
0: oh my gosh. Yeah. you're gonna
1: rag stop yeah. but then if you think about it being like You're a good friend. Right. Or your husband or something like. Or, Or me. Can you imagine me doing something so reckless? No. That would make you so anxious. Anxious.
0: Who would I do my podcast? I with? don't
1: know. That I mean, I don't think the Dr. X dietitian podcast would be the same without the doctor. I don't think so. <laughs> I
0: think it would be awful. So <laughs> no motorcycles for
1: Dr. Tovet. No, we're learning that big time. No way. So basically, if you try to eliminate anxiety, then you're also eliminating your self-awareness yeah. and um and who you are. So yeah. like what what you value. So that's really, really important. And oh gosh, I'll tell you, I do think that anxiety Has for me made me really push myself beyond even my potential of what I thought I could be, and I see that in your career too. And the we've known each other now for, I don't know, what has it been like? Almost two years. Almost two
0: years since we had. Since we had, like, our interview.
1: Oh, my gosh. Uh, Have we ever talked about that on the pod? We have about our connection. Okay. I know. I always love to talk about how um, this interview, it was, like, such love at first sight. (laughs) There was, like, other people on this call. I know we've gone there, (laughs) but I just got to go there again in this moment of, like, tunnel vision to Hannah. I was like like, Zoom. It was. It was a Zoom. So yeah, it wasn't even like in Chicago. Yeah, it wasn't even like real body language or Uh like like the difference between being virtual or in person. It was just like I was like, yeah, tell me more. And they're like, well, we have to wrap. up. Be quiet. I'm not done with this (laughs) lady yet. I'm not done. Yeah. Well, we have other interviews. Cancel them. Yeah. Scrap them. (laughs) You know, it was just like forget (laughs) that. But I think, I mean, I'm sure. Like, let's talk about anxiety. Were you anxious before that interview?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, always. I mean, that that's the kind of situation exactly. that pr- promotes anxiety. But again, I think it's a good thing because it, it caused me to think, you know, I was in a different field, right? I was in dialysis at the time and I had only done really done bariatrics back in my internship. Mm. And so when they presented me with this opportunity of like, hey, we have this other position available, it's outpatient bariatrics. And I was like, all right, cool. But like I had to really think about oh my gosh, let me think back. Do I feel like I know enough? Do I feel like I can get into a different field? Do I feel like I can get into another specialty? Because it's not just general nutrition, right? It's completely different. And it's not dialysis. It's completely different from that. Like there's there's so many differences, but it kind of made me have to sit and think. And I was like, you know, I did really, I remember really enjoying bariatrics when I was in my internship and blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it definitely had that heightened of like, am I good enough? Am I worthy of doing this? Am I able to make this change in my career? Like, again, it's like that, Oh, I'm starting to like my heart like starts racing. (laughs) You kind of get that like pit in your stomach of like, Oh, am am I good enough? And that's, that too is like a symptom of anxiety of like that feeling of inadequacy. Mm, Yeah. That that imposter imposter syndrome. Yeah.
1: It's so true. Um, but having that feeling of anxiety to wanting to showcase your best yeah. stuff allows you to almost be um, an overachiever right of sorts and and it, it, it's it's been shown that it will help to just keep pushing you like you're wanting more like not being satisfied the flip side of that coin though of course is that you're not good enough
0: mm-hmm. that
1: um You know, that you're, you're not valuable, you're not worthy, like all those things you just said. And, uh, and I think that oftentimes we want to, to prove to people that I do deserve this, this seat at this table or whatnot. And, and I might have my own anxieties, but I'm going to overcompensate for that and that work and the effort that I do. And I think sometimes we then don't say no and we don't, and we, we are people pleasers and, and then. Yeah, and we're doing all of this and it ends up, then we're like anxious and almost mad at ourselves because we don't really have time to have that like coffee date or that conversation that's really not going to help us. And I really just don't want to have it with this person, you know? And so... I think we all need to work on saying no, staying true to ourselves. If yeah. that little nudge of anxiety, like, oh, I don't really want to do it, then don't do it. Yeah. You don't have to do it. You know, like, let your anxiety motivate you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Let it, let it to, to be to that extent, but not to the point of the negative pressure and yeah. all of that stuff. And don't
0: thing. let it get to the point, you know, or, or try to acknowledge it where you're not able to celebrate in the moment when you do achieve something Mm -hmm. because you're always then thinking what's next you know it's that Uh, like anxiety of like well it's done so now what Mm. it's like okay take a seat take a sit take a minute whatever And enjoy where you've gotten to. We are
1: going to have a whole episode on goal weight about that. And that's going to dive into this fantasy of what it feels like to accomplish that.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And, you know, I think that, um, you know, anxiety can show you um, what you can achieve. Like, but even when you're like under immense pressure, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll tell you that there are... rarely, but there are times in the operating room when, um, I get into some bleeding Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden it is very, um, I I can't really even describe this moment. Um, in the moment that you're just so like nothing else exists and how you're just like very calm. Like, even if you're like, you know, having it, you're a little irritable that day. What? No, 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 you don't get, you don't, you're not like that at all. It's just like, I need um, a, like a sponge and you like put pressure and then you like a control and then you like get it to stop. And then afterwards, you just start shaking like in- intensely, yeah. like, oh, but then, um, but during it, like, I don't know, I, I think maybe it's been my anxiety or whatever. I'm, I'm able to. I've been able to control every really um, challenging situation in the OR that is, I think some people would just freaking and flail and right. panic. And um, I'm not saying I'm, I'm perfect, but there's something that comes over me that I I just almost feel like it's like this God-given thing that like, all right, we're having some
0: situation here. Anesthesia, please be aware. And then like... I don't know. It's like just thriving under pressure. Thriving under pressure. Yeah. Yes. I don't, yeah. And, and a lot of people are like that. And it goes along with other, you know, um, mental health concerns or things like that. Like ADHD is one of those examples of like, y- if you don't have enough to do, you're not going to do it. Yeah. And so you need that like deadline. You need that pressure. And that with that comes that anxiety of, okay, I've got a deadline I need to meet, but like there's no, before that there's no pressure.
1: I know. We I mean I think most people would procrastinate mm-hmm. or or someone that doesn't have any anxiety. Like sometimes you look at them and you're like, look at you. You're just <laughs> like I mean, just just watch TV, don't mm-hmm. really care. Don't really, you know, like if I work great. Right? If I don't, you know. Yeah. I'm really I I, I it's 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 intriguing to me because I just don't feel that way. Like I have a different chip or makeup. But like yeah. I just I can't imagine I don't know, not having like this. Like the drive. The drive. Yeah. And and I think that anxiety will also give you energy mm-hmm. to actually not just sit on the couch like, you know what, tonight I'm not going to binge on Netflix. I'm going to go and work on whatever, yeah. a website, a, a, you know, whatever, what if it's going towards a goal of, of trying to complete a project or something pretty major that advances you professionally, maybe your personal life, maybe you need to get organized, sometimes doing your taxes, like our house has like forms and documents all over it right yeah. now. Um, you know, all those things, I think, um, can can just help you to, like, take action. Like, I'm anxious about the fact that the deadline of the taxes is coming up. We must do this. And by the way, I don't do my taxes. My husband does. But I can feel the stress. The house yes. is – the anxiety of him is, like, starting to boil. All of my little businesses and ideas, he has to now try to wrangle up with the, with, with <laughs> I the, do the, not the taxes. I do
0: not envy him doing your taxes. No. I That's, don't do my taxes either.
1: No. He, we have an accountant, but it's, it's, it's a lot. I married my accountant – Oh, there you the go. best thing I could do. I mean, your <laughs> husband is something else. He is he set us up with this podcast. He is like, "Oh my gosh, I love this God. guy." But it's that um, you know, do you feel like you're ever so anxious though? Like we we're just talking about it making you seek action and moving forward, but do you ever feel like you are so anxious about something that you are actually opposite you are paralyzed? Yes. Like you just can't even in get There's no
0: it, you get to a point where there's no Starting point. Mm. There's too many things. Everything seems high priority. And yeah, absolutely. And that's when it is you just can't get up. And go, uh, I know,
1: and I think you know, obviously tying it back, and we talk about this a lot a lot lot about about that that motivation to look into bariatric surgery, mm-hmm. and what are some of the things that might be making you anxious or preventing you from from doing this, so I think one thing is money, you yeah. might think um. I I don't know if my insurance approves it. There's no way I'm going to look in the back of my card and call. Yeah. But a lot of programs um, actually allow free benefit verification. So yeah. just put your information in. They'll tell you if your your insurance covers it or not, number one. Maybe some of you are worried about, okay, my insurance does cover it, but what's the copay, the estimated out-of-pocket expense, yeah. the deductible? How does this impact my finances? Or maybe you don't have coverage and you're worried about it being um, a self-pay situation. How much does it cost? Can I make payment plans? Can I finance it? Do they use... There's so many things there. And then there's also the, like you said, well, this is risky. And like, I'm too afraid of the actual surgery. Will it hurt? Mm -hmm. Will it be... I've never undergone anesthesia. Will that be scary? Um, I'm scared that I'll fail and it'll just be like everything else in my life. And that'll give me anxiety about the fact that I'm anxious about that. So it's just like all of these... like. you said feedback and all these things that can leave us par- paralyzed to really being able to move forward. Right. And making changes is hard. Ugh. I mean, inherently. I think that's probably the hardest things that humans have is, is trying to make change. It's mm-hmm. like this inertia of the status quo that... This is good enough. Yeah. You should be happy and content and satisfied. But you have that feeling like there's more out there. It could be. Yeah. It
0: could be more. I could be. And then it's almost like more, more, more. And then, you know. I was talking to a friend who does like online dating. And oh uh, she was like, Yeah, I just, it's like you leave it for two days and all of a sudden you have like 300 people that have liked you. And then you, you realize like you can't, A, you can't talk to that many people. It's just not possible and then b what if there's something better you start to talk to one person and then it's like maybe there's something better and so it becomes that anxiety of always looking for like what's the next best thing what's the next best? is there something else out there and so that can be really paralyzing to just be like i'm not even gonna open the app like i don't even want to look at that because what if
1: you know what else is out there oh i know like again make the wrong mood but you never know. You'll walk a, into a, a uh, decision. A, you'll make a decision. You'll get married. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's the right decision. If it is not, well, you made a decision. Made a decision. There decision. we go. And yep. We're going to go for that. And I think, I don't know, maybe others don't, but I feel like anxiety can help you with like balancing your life. Like, first of all, Oh, I will tell you. I don't I think it's a complete mess and garbage this whole phenomenon of work life balance. Like because then you're always trying to achieve whatever this is yeah. by from like whoever they are and then you're never able to like hit this make-believe thing for maybe somebody else's life that yeah. like I should be so content by working like I turn it on at nine I turn it off at five okay that's the perfect that's the American amount of work I should do in a day and then I flip it over to I'm going to now be engaged now stop that nonsense like yeah. I don't I like I'll do a little work here like sometimes I'm like oh I just worked like 18 hours a day yeah. and then like and then I'll be like up oh, I just um I just slept ten hours last. Like, yeah, I I, I feel I like Disney,
0: you know, exactly. Yeah.
1: I like I try to like really listen to my body, and sometimes they'd be like, "You always work, or you always, um, you know, do X, Y, or Z." But I just feel like. If I feel like I need rest, I take it. If I feel like I need to move, I move. If yeah. I feel like I'm stressed, I will try to deal with it and find that balance in like every aspect of life and like listen to, okay, I'm really anxious. I'm about to blow. I need to cry. I need to stop. I need yeah. to move away. Like I think that that's really important to listening to the anxiety as it as it kind of like waxes and
0: wanes um in your life. But I think I think on the flip side of that is, you know, a lot of people are working in that 9 to 5 they are and they have to be in that yeah. you know you have to be at work when you're at work and whatever but remembering like you can have the work anxiety and you can you can leave that behind yes. again that email probably doesn't need to be responded exactly. to immediately i know so it's it's if you have if you're in the situation where you can yeah you can be flexible you can kind of do your own thing and i think again that is just something wrong with our culture uh, and that's agreed. like a bigger thing of like we're expected to work in this very predictable regular situation that may or may not work for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I tend to start to do more creative projects in, at night yes. because it's just what works better for me. Um and so I think that from looking at outside of like the normal 9 to 5 job, if you're doing other things like look at what works for you and play into when do you feel best and when is that kind of guiding you?
1: Absolutely. I think um it, it, there's there's no two ways about All of those things and how we need to, I don't know, have the confidence to say like, all right, this work, this boss, this rigidness isn't working for me. Let me try to find something else that is or make the best of it. And just, I don't know. Own your life and own your decisions and that sort of thing. Yeah. So we talked about all the the good things that anxiety in these um, kind of tolerable doses can do. But I did want to end with anxiety disorders. Mm-hmm. And that, again, we've touched on this. They're very, very real. They can be very crippling. And um, like we said, though, it can be evolutionary advantageous. So I want to talk about some things that you need to look out for that are, again, when it's overwhelming anxiety if you feel like the news is is just 24/ 7 if it's just harming you and making you spiral out of control you need to really um, look into that if you feel that your your work week, the grind—it's harming your mental health. Mm-hmm. You're just like, I can't do this anymore. I'm about to break. That—that's another major thing. And then finally, I want to end with this because we talk about this a lot. Because this is how we advertise and we put it out there. And I can be a victim of this as well. Social media and its algorithms, and sometimes how it's designed to make us angry or mm-hmm. distracted, feeling siloed, feeling uh, inferior—it it can be very, very harmful. It can really leave us um, feel like we're in social isolation. It can. Make Make us feel like um, there's a lot of other horrible negative things that can happen about it. And sometimes it's time to shut that out and, and maybe even seek additional help.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think if it's, if you're feeling like your anxiety is controlling you rather than you being able to kind of use it to your advantage, then I seek out help. Or again, even if not, even if you're like, I'm not really sure is this something I need to be worried about? There's assessments. There's people that can, they can help to guide you. Is this kind of normal anxiety? Is this everyday run of the mill situational? You feel anxious because you see the dangerous situation that might just be normal and, and evolutionary and protective of yourself. But if it is crippling, if it's overwhelming, you're paralyzed, you, nothing can get done, you know, yeah it's finding that
1: find find help find that balance and um hopefully convert it into a good energy that can get you going to the positive side of things
0: yeah so keep an eye out we will have more information as always about this in our episode guides on Dr X dietitian make sure that you sign up and uh, so you get those to your email. And then, of course, you can always check us out on social media. Hopefully, we're not <laughs> causing you anxiety I on our not. social media. Um, at Doctor X Dietitian on Instagram. And we look forward to finishing this out with uh, Solitude yes. on next episode. I love this
1: SOS series. And we are getting lots and lots and lots of great feedback. So keep your feedback coming. Yes. How you deal with anxiety, how you keep it from going to be overwhelming, how you deal with stress and obviously any thoughts, feedbacks, concerns, questions. We, we love to hear from you. Yes. We love it when you message us, email us, contact us. So all of those things are great. And please subscribe to us as well. Anywhere you listen to your podcast. All right. Bye guys. Bye.